You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. On today's episode, we have a full house here in studio with us, and we have a really special partnership that's represented. Future Farmers of, of America is a group that we have begun to interact with here over the past 10 or so years, and it's a really exciting partnership when you think about the way our our individual missions align, the importance of each group of people to the other. And so today in, in studio with us, we have two representatives from the Future Farmers of America. And so I'm going to allow those folks to introduce themselves. We'll start right here. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm Courtney Zimmerman. This year, I'm serving as the National FFA Central Region Vice President, and I'm originally from the state of Wisconsin. Thank you, Courtney. And I'm Christopher Bell. I'm a Regional Director for Corporate Contributions with the National FFA Foundation, and uh, I hail from North Carolina. Thank you, Chris. And we also have joining us another Ducks Unlimited staff member, a familiar voice to our podcast listeners. Good afternoon. This is Mark Horvitz. I uh, currently serve as the manager of National R3 programs for Ducks Unlimited. This is, as I said, a, a pretty special opportunity to meet with y'all, have y'all here at National head, Headquarters. Our relationship with FFA has has grown over the past few years. We talk often within Ducks Unlimited about the importance of working with private landowners, farmers, ranchers, and anyone else that owns private land for our ability to achieve our conservation objectives. We cannot achieve our waterfowl conservation objectives, our wetland conservation objectives without working with private landowners. And your group as FFA has a mission that directly connects and is directly seeking to, to kind of help train the next leaders of those particular individuals. So it actually is a bit surprising to me that we haven't had a relationship, a partnership between our organizations sooner than now. I will say it was interesting that one of our chiefs grabbed you, Courtney, uh, as he saw you in the hallway and says, that blue jacket is just like the one that I used to have <laughs> whenever I was growing up. So I think we will find that our a lot of our members share interest and kind of overlap through these different organizations. But Mark, I want to turn to you now and kind of help allow you to talk about the history of our partnership with FFA. When did it get started and how did it get started? Sure. So I first started working for Ducks Unlimited 2013. I'd heard of FFA, but I didn't really understand the, the the full scope of the organization until a DU staffer in 2014 said, hey, I feel like there could be some, some connection, a potential partnership between DU and FFA. Have you thought about attending the National Convention and Expo? I said, absolutely, have not thought about it, but this is, hey, this sounds like a great opportunity. So we went in and did not know what to expect, set up a 10 by 10 ease up tent with DU swag, and we're looking at this 
is an opportunity to, you know, kind of get our brand in front of some of these young men and women. And I was absolutely blown away by the 60,000 blue jackets that came storming towards the DU tent because they saw that duck head and recognized the brand. So I thought, man, this is this is going to be better than I thought. So over time, once we started to realize the the potential for a partnership and and to see the the similarities between the organizations, we went from a, a 10 by 10 ease up to a 40 by 40 booth space where we were bringing in seven to eight staff members to not only get the the brand and, and talk about duck hunting and waterfowl hunting to, in front of these young men and women, but we started to talk about the connection between conservation and the ag community. And we also recognize that these are our future private landowners, and it's important for us to educate them on what our mission is and how we work and where we work. And so along the way, FFA um, National has just rolled the red carpet out for us and made us feel so welcome. And so we're expanding our booth presence and looking for ways to continue to engage and interact. And that has trickled down to the state level, particularly in areas like North Carolina and recently in Texas where they're doing um, joint fundraising um, uh, programs with some of our Texas FFA chapters and DU chapters where they're t- splitting the proceeds uh, 50-50 with the FFA chapter and the DU chapter. So we're seeing some um, some good work there. So it's been a really, really unique and, and fun experience to see it grow and blossom to what it is. A lot of our Ducks Unlimited members are probably also FFA members, as we talked about with, with Dan that stopped you in the hallway. And so for our listeners that may not be as familiar with FFA, Chris, here's an opportunity for both you and Courtney to talk about FFA, its mission, what it is that your your organizational priorities, the work that you do. So, Chris, I'll give you the opportunity first. Y'all can tag team the the description of FFA for the people that may not be as familiar with it. Well, I'm going to leave the FFA update to Courtney. She's she's in it every single day. I, of course, work for them, but she's around the members, so she can give a, a great update on that. But I do want to talk about, at FFA, our, our, our focus right now as an organization is how do we teach our members across the country, how can we teach them to live a sustainable lifestyle, whether that be um, in the classroom, whether that be in their supervised agricultural experience, which is their worst work-based opportunity that they have, uh, that every FFA member should have. How do we make sure that they're doing sustainable practices in that? So how do we ingrain sustainability into everything that we do? And again, that's just another opportunity for us to partner with an organization like Ducks that has the great focus on sustainability and the practices that you have um, in wetlands conservation all throughout the country. So um, we're looking towards that. We actually just developed a new strategic plan to which sustainability is a large portion of that. Uh, It's kind of funny looking at the agricultural strategic plan. That's a tough phrase to say. But uh, in looking at the document, it screams the same things that we are seeing throughout the country um, that is so important that we realize what is happening right now and we go ahead and get in front of it now so that we can handle those issues going into the future. And you're talking about Ducks Unlimited's agriculture strategic plan. That's but right. You're talking about both of them, FFA strategic plan. That's right. But then here just a little while ago, you received, we handed you a, a, a copy of our Ag strategic plan, and you're looking through it, and FFA is mentioned in mm-hmm. our strategic plan as one of the groups that we want to increase our partnership with and and help share the brands. And it's it's obvious why because the ag strategic plan from Ducks aligns really well with the strategic plan that we've developed at National FFA. So again, um, as Mark and I have talked about over the years now, the alignment between our organizations is so so much that it, it just makes sense that this can, this partnership continue to thrive. And Courtney, from your perspective, I guess I'll get you to talk about that as well. But also, 
kind of start out by describing your role as one of national, one of six, I believe you said, national vice presidents. Is that right? Yeah. So I'll tell you a little bit more about national FFA organization and then kind of my role um, that I get to be serving as this year as a national FFA officer. Um, so with the national FFA, our mission is to develop students' potential for premier leadership, personal growth, and career success through agricultural education. Um, so what this means is that we really want to focus in on those students and find them the skills that they can take beyond the blue jacket. Because unfortunately, we can't be FFA members forever. Um, but when we're able to give them the skills that they need to go be successful in whatever that looks like for them, that's what we really want to do. And so within our new strategic plan and what we're focusing on is we're trying to figure out the next generation of leaders that will feed, fuel, and clothe the world. Um, because not only do we need to really be sustainable in what we do now, but then we also need to think forward to the future and what can we do um, for those that are ahead of us and how can we make their lives successful as we continue to move forward in agriculture. This year, I have the incredible opportunity to serve as a national FFA officer, and I'm the central region vice president. So hailing from the state of Wisconsin, the central region kind of spans in kind of um, the central northern part of the United States. So I touch all the way over to Montana, Wyoming, and all the way down to Oklahoma. Now, although that's kind of the region that I represent and where I come from, I get the opportunity to travel all across the nation. So from Oregon and down south and, and all the way up to New Jersey, New Hampshire, and, and you name it, like everything in between is um, on my uh, roadmap this year. But through all these travels, you know, I get the incredible opportunity to meet with those who help keep the National FFA organization moving forward through our sponsors and donors um, like Ducks Unlimited, like yourselves. And then also my favorite part of the entire role is being with those members and interacting with them and hearing their different stories and, and why they're involved in FFA and, and what, what FFA has done for them. Because, you know, as an agriculture organization for youth, um, our goal is, is that we can find them the skills that they need, that they can come back and work in agriculture and be successful. But if they don't find a career within agriculture, at least they can get the skills that they need to go be successful in whatever they want to pursue. And so we really focus on that and being able to go to state conventions nationwide, giving keynotes, workshop is just incredible because being one-on-one -on -one with those students is really where you see the difference um, that the FFA makes. So your your position is a one-year term, right? Yeah. All of the, the national uh, positions are one-year terms, Correct. right? And so it's a very crazy travel schedule. You you gave us some statistic that you've been on 40-something flights yes, since— Yes, 46. Uh, <laughs> since, since when? Since last— Since, like, since October. So, and you probably have that many more to go before the yep, end of your term? Halfway, halfway through our year. So probably just as many, if not more, um, coming up here in the next few months. So I have a personal uh, question about sort of your personal path in this area, if you don't mind. How long have you been associated with FFA? And then I want you to speak to what it means to you, how it has helped you become a leader. You're, you're you're obviously an incredibly bright, competent, uh, well-spoken individual. And so I want to want to hear you talk about how FFA has helped you achieve that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, thank you so much uh, for saying that. That's very, very kind of you. And um, my FFA journey honestly started a little bit different than most um, because it was a big family thing for me. You know, my parents were both involved. I have three older siblings and they were all heavily involved in FFA. So I always kind of watched from the sidelines and I knew what FFA was and it was in my blood and it was something that I always wanted to do. But 
at a young age, I didn't really understand it. And then I got involved in seventh grade, my dad being um, my ag ed teacher. So he taught in the classroom, going to high school every day with your dad. Sounds like a lot of fun, right? <laughs> but but it, re- it really was. It was a blessing in disguise. Um, and so eventually I dived right into FFA membership and it, it starts at the local level. So I started doing some community service events that we did. And then I got involved with some leadership development events. So this is um, National FFA's um, speaking contest. So whether that's prepared speaking, extemporaneous, there's a whole bunch of different options, employment skills, which was my personal favorite. And when I look at my FFA journey and where I am now, I'm a firm believer that every experience that I've had in FFA has very well led me to where I am today and given me the skills um, that I need to eventually go out into the workforce and and find a career that I love. And one one thing that I always reflect on through my FFA journey is, you know, I got involved in the, the employment skills competition. So what this looks like is this is basically just as if you were coming into a job interview. You have a resume, an application, and then a, then you have a set interview time. You go in, interview, they ask you about yourselves, and, and it's just like any other job interview. Now, I signed up for this contest, and I never once stepped foot in a job interview in my life. And so I was very nervous at first, but, you know, I got that resume put together. I had my shaky penmanship on my application, but I knew this was something that I really wanted to do. And I found a lot of success in that contest, not in the way of like being able to make it to state, which I was fortunate enough to make it to that level, but it wasn't about that. It was about the skills that it gave me. And, you know, had I not done that contest, my goodness, I would have never been in a job interview um, at that point in my life. And so as a sophomore in high school, I now have experience going through a job interview. Sure, I wasn't actually applying for the job, but it was pretty darn close. And it gave me that experience and the exposure that I needed to eventually, you know, when I go out and turn and apply for a job, I'm confident in the abilities that I have. And so, and that's just one, one way that FFA has really helped me grow and really pushed me to, to um, find skills for my future. And I can't, that's just me. And I can't even imagine the number of stories of how FFA has impacted students nationwide in different ways. And that was only, that was only one way, like I said. And so we're continuing as we move forward to the future to look at what we offer students and figuring out how they align with agricultural needs and making sure that we're offering the most relevant experiences so then they can eventually go back and, and work in agriculture. How many members in FFA? So currently our membership total is 735,038. So pretty similar to Ducks Unlimited's membership. Uh, it would be very interesting to find out what percentage of our of your members are also DU members or, or vice versa, right? So uh, Mark, I, I'll come to you now with a question. Listening to Courtney talk about the leadership skills that she's developed through FFA leads me to, to think back on some of our conversations about DU's uh, university or, or varsity programs, as well as our university chapters, and how those are in maybe not in in as direct a way or as structured a way as some of the programs that FFA has, but we also see those chapters, those activities, those events, those banquets. We see the young people stepping up to lead those events. They're getting life skills from those efforts as well. Yeah, absolutely. My, it's a great point. And there is some crossover, no doubt. We've seen it at the national convention where we've had FFA members come up 
and talk to us about their experience at the Ducks Unlimited uh, high school chapter level or the college chapter level. We've seen some of our scholarship winners from our national scholarship program come out of FFA chapters and have that that background. But without a doubt, there's a there's a similarity between FFA uh, members and Ducks Unlimited varsity and university members in terms of the leadership skills that they're learning. I mean, we we look at what we're doing with our college and high school chapter programs as a way to teach them how to run their own business. They're essentially having to learn to balance a... You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Uh, the, the financials for a, for an event, they're having to learn how to, to meet and get out into the uh, community and network and build relationships and ask for those sponsorships and sell those tickets and, and then actually host the event. So without a question or without a shadow of a doubt, there's a very uh, a mutual crossover between the two. You talked about Ducks Unlimited having a booth at FFA's National Convention, and that's that's a pretty exciting thing, a pretty popular location from what, I, from what I understand. Chris, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, about some of the special promotions, some of the special things that we have done in the past at those booths. So talk about that, but also your ideas for how we can take that to the next level to achieve deeper education of our FFA members, of our DU members on the commonalities between our organizations and how we can all get better together. Sure. So National Convention last year was, uh, I don't really know how to describe it. I'll be honest with you. From the national staff standpoint, we weren't sure exactly what our attendance would look like coming out of COVID. So Indiana was in the process of navigating, you know, the post-COVID world and and where we were going to be. And so we were actually prepared for about a 50% turnout. So we were expecting, normally we have about 70,000 that come. It's about 35,000 is what we were kind of banking on. And then the registration numbers came in. And as we're going along, we're realizing that this is not going to be anything different than in years past, which was great for us to see um, coming out of COVID. Um, And so I remember having a conversation with Mark, I think it was in August or September, and we were wondering, how do we leverage, how do we show the folks here at, at National Headquarters, how do we show in a tangible way that... FFA members and Ducks Unlimited are linked. And so we, for years, Ducks Unlimited has done duck calls. And Courtney had the line of the week saying, uh, the duck calls, you hear them before you see them. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine that. <laughs> as, a, as a past FFA advisor, I'm not going to lie, there were a couple of trips back on a bus from Nor- uh, from Louisville that um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Ducks Unlimited because those <laughs> calls kept going off in the bus the entire time. But we were thinking, how do we how do we leverage that? And how do we leverage the duck calls? And we know students are gravitate towards those. And so we actually tied it to a DU Varsity membership last year. And the response was tremendous. There was 2,500 duck calls. I think Mark will agree with me here. Neither one of us, we thought that was a pie-in-the-sky number. Um, I remember Mark saying, well, we did 2,500. I, I was like, I don't know. They're pretty popular. We'll see. And we sold out in 
by Friday morning, we still had all day on Friday to be open um, or that the expo hall was open. So um, 2,500 varsity memberships went out the door um, in less than, I think, 14 hours of actually being sold on the floor. So what does, in, in my mind, that again, just showcases that strength of the relationship between our two entities. And so how do we take that and leverage it deeper into the organ, into our organization at FFA. And for me, that's where it comes into how do we get the materials, the educational materials and the things that Ducks is doing um, in the educational world, how do we make sure that that's getting incorporated in our classrooms? How do we make sure that um, our students know of the efforts that Ducks Unlimited is doing across the country? How do we make sure that they understand and know the impact that wildlife conservation has on every aspect of their farm, ranch, um, their water quality, all of these things that it's all connected to. And how do we make sure that those things um, stick with them for a very long time? Now, of course, a part of that is sustainability and building that in across multiple facets of our organization. But also it's how do we make those connections at the local level to those local teachers? And how do we leverage Ducks um, infrastructure, um, not just at the state level, the, the great state chapters that you have, but also those local chapters? And how do we connect them to local chapters of ours to make sure that they are being viewed as resources and things to help bring that real-life application into our agricultural education classrooms. It's a really exciting time for Ducks Unlimited as an organization. I suspect it is for FFA as, as well. From our perspective, it's exciting because of our growth in, let's say, non-traditional areas for our organization, new partners on the backs of, uh, uh, really, on the basis of our increased communication and documentation of the broader societal benefits of wetlands conservation beyond waterfowl habitat. I mean, we're a, an organization that prides itself on being founded to conserve waterfowl populations through habitat conservation, but we are now documenting and communicating about all these other benefits, and that leads us to in, into some areas where we're hiring additional type of people that have different disciplines from uh, you know, climate science backgrounds, from uh, agronomy backgrounds, resource economy backgrounds. It's a really water specialist. It, you name it, we are either hiring or more directly interacting with the people that carry those, that particular expertise. And that gets us into the area, gets us deeper into the area, which will likely intersect the interests of a lot of your FFA members that might not necessarily, you know, be wildlife management track type uh, type folks. Uh, is that also kind of one of the things that sort of excites you about this partnership, the potential to, to cross over in those areas? A absolutely. For us, um, we're really trying to focus as a national foundation as to how do we fill the, the food value chain. So from, you know, the production side all the way to the end user. And as a part of that, we're also trying to educate our members on how do we make sure that the students know that, um, you know, Ducks Unlimited is more than just the hunting side of things. How do we make sure that they know that they need, just like you just mentioned, the the client science, uh, scientists, the 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 water scientists, all these different things that they can get involved in that they might not have ever known about in the past. I think in and Courtney can speak to this, having met with so many members across the country. But so many of our students, um, their world is that local area, that local high school. And sometimes it takes an experience at national convention or an experience at one of our other national programs that we do to really open their eyes to what the world can look like job opportunity-wise outside of that local area. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'll I'll reflect too and of my year of a national officer. And honestly, I wish every student could be in this position and experience the opportunities that we as national officers get. Because so often, you know, we think of agriculture or we think of, you know, kind of th- that industry as a whole and we think, oh, farmers, ranchers. Okay, yeah. But it's so much more than that. It's it's um, those people behind the computer in communications. It's our graphic designers. It's our it's our um, sustainability scientists. It's it's everything, and we don't always realize that. And you know, we we speak a lot of that agriculture truly has a place for everyone. Now, we don't just say that line in hopes that like, oh, you're an FFA member, we want you in agriculture. We say that because we mean that. Oftentimes, we think of, you know, we think of that kind of initial thought of farming. But yes, farmers are incredibly important. They're why we're here. They're why our organization came to be. And we simply don't have a world without them. But also, we think about agriculture the agriculture industry as a whole and how diverse it is and all the different kinds of people and how it really takes all kinds of kinds to continue to move forward and, and think about our practices and how we can better, better sustain our, our earth because we only have one of them. And so if we don't um, take care of it now, then eventually there's no way that we can't take care of it. So oftentimes, you know, we think about agriculture and we, we, we go to that initial thought that, oh, I don't have a place in it. I'm, I'm not involved with farming. I, I never knew anything about agriculture. How, how in the world could I have a role in it? But within the National FFA organization, and I'm sure that you all can say the same at Ducks Unlimited, that it takes everyone to come together and really move forward for the future. It takes those people behind the computer. It takes those out in the field being able to, our agronomists, it takes it takes all kinds of people to really find um, the needs within the agriculture and, and even beyond this industry um, to really move us forward. So we, we hope that we can continue to um, work with partners and do what, we, do what we can now so then we can prepare for the future. Our agricultural community, as you just described, and everyone that it touches are key partners of Ducks Unlimited, as I said at the outset. We cannot achieve our mission without the support of our of our landowners, per, uh, agricultural producers, ranchers, the people that are stewards of the land. And so we're all kind of working together to equip those people with greater information, better information on how they can can deliver on the products that they do from the, from their land which, as you said, we need because we are a, a world that depends on food, fiber, and all of those products, but also to do so in a manner that produces a lot of other benefits in, in a sustainable way. And it's pretty cool that we have this kind of partnership here that we're working on. Uh, we're going to have to ra- start wrapping up here. We could talk for another half hour, I know, on this. But we're going to have to start wrapping up because you all have to go catch a, a flight, oddly enough, <laughs> right? And so I want to give you an opportunity, uh, Courtney, to talk about your convention that's upcoming later this year. And then also, what's next for you? Yeah, absolutely. So we are just under six months from the National FFA Convention. So once again, in Indianapolis, Indiana, we'll be hosting the National FFA Convention and Expo October 26th through the 29th. So it's open to all FFA members from across the nation, alumni, supporters, um, you name it. And we're just so excited to once again, um, like Mr. 
uh, Bell was talking about before that last year we we were scared because we had a rebound to make after COVID, but then seeing the excitement that the members brought and the numbers and and just the incredible convention that we had, we are just so looking forward to this next year and the excitement and um, that the members continue to bring and we're going to continue to grow. So we're excited to fill up Lucas Oil Stadium and the Indiana Convention Center uh, for another successful week of student interactions and um, sessions and the expo hall and of course the FFA store as well and um, where members get the chance to um, rip their FFA um, gear around convention as well. So we're really looking forward to that. Again, the dates are October 26th through the 29th at the Indiana Convention Center and Lucas Oil Stadium. But after that, so the final session of the National FFA Convention will conclude my year as a national officer. So when that gavel falls, um, so does my year of service, which is a little a little bittersweet to think about because it'll be the final time ever since seventh grade. It'll be my final time taking off the FFA jacket. Um, but after National Convention, I'll have a second to kind of think about what what's next. And I'm planning on um, attending Iowa State University where I'll major in agricultural communications. And eventually, you know, I'm really excited because this is a major that I really, I'm really passionate about. And I love the options that it gives me and the different areas of agriculture that I can dabble into. So whatever I can do to continue to be a voice for the positive side of agriculture and, and those that come along with it is something that's really exciting and that I'm really looking forward to. I'm probably not going to get this exactly right, but I'm, I'm certain that one of the goals, if I can paraphrase of FFA, is to train your future leaders in the agricultural industry. There's no doubt, no doubt in my mind that we've been talking to one right here in Courtney. And so um, thank you, Courtney, for being here. Chris, thank you as well. It's been wonderful having you here. Thank you for everything that you're doing for your organization as well as the partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Mark, thanks for bringing the folks here to, to national headquarters and give us, giving us the opportunity to have them here on the Ducks Unlimited podcast. And thank you for all that you do for our youth programs. It's, a, it's an exciting time, and this has been exciting to talk to you all. So thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. A very special thanks to our guest on today's episode, Courtney Zimmerman, Chris Bell, and Mark Corbett. We appreciate their time and, and uh, the input that they're giving us on this partnership, exciting partnership between Ducks Unlimited and FFA. As always, we thank our producer, Chris Isaac, for the great work he does editing these episodes and getting them out to you. And then to you, the listener, we thank you for your support, passion, and commitment of wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.